Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Good afternoon, everybody. I'm Cam Stewart with the Fantasy Sports Radio Update. The Rams Super Bowl blame game continuing. First head coach Sean McMay admitting he was outcoached by the great Bill Belichick. Now Garrett Jared Goff says he should shoulder a lot of the blame, too. He added the extra string was how good his defense played. We talked about it all day yesterday, and he said the offense simply stunk. More angering, they didn't even need to score 30 points in a track meet type of game. Two touchdowns. All we needed was two touchdowns. I couldn't get it done. That's on me. I'm the guy that has to drive the offense. Goff, 19 for 38, 228, a critical interception. Yes, Marenzi. What's up, Cam? How you doing? eh, He had to play better. But it's, I got into it with Corey. He was sort of blaming Goff for the loss. And yeah, it's on everyone. Play, the play call was terrible. No, no, no. McVay was horrible. McVay was horrible. Yeah, yeah. They, they were bad as a team, as a whole. They were. They, they weren't prepared. Really they didn't look prepared. They had, And I'm watching this game again as we speak, Marenzi. Just the critical interception, though, that's on Goff. Goff, that was the same coverage. He even admits in this uh, yeah, in the yeah. story that he threw that ball. He should have threw it away. He saw, he saw the safety coming in. But you said it, team effort, and that's what happens in Super Bowls. I think these guys, it was their first trip there, and you got to. Uh, the Patriots have been there, done that. They they get they don't want to get distracted. Yep. They're a business team, right? That's the thing. So, Gabe, uh, I know I got my bell rung, but uh, not as bad as famous better better X, who won. He, this guy did win twenty four million last year with the Eagles, but the hot streak now come to an end. This man, simply known as Better X, lost at least three point eight million, making multiple bets on the Rams plus one twenty money line. But he's still up an estimated twenty million. So, I'd rather be Better X than me today. Tom Brady coming back to try to win title number seven. Gronk still undecided. Brady and Edelman, like uh, these guys are in Disneyland. I don't even want to watch the video. It made me sick. On the Rams side, Todd Gurley insisting he's not really injured. It's more of a mental thing. The All-Pro running back, a very quiet Super Bowl. 35 rushing yards, Gabe on 10 carries. Also 5 for 13 in that championship game versus the Saints. Big drops in that game. He had an MRI in his injured uh, knee after week 15 versus Philly, but he said everything was okay. So this is in his head. Super Bowl numbers down this year. The lowest rated Super Bowl game ever with a 49.9 share. Last year's Eagles-Pats game, 47.4 and a notably horrible rating in New Orleans, Louisiana. We expected that 26.1. Many people out there simply turned off their TVs and held protests because the Saints weren't there. So guys, we ripped up those Super Bowl tickets and cash, but as my buddy Marcy says, time to move on to the future. We can't live in the past. Kansas City, the current favorites in next year's Super Bowl, 6-1. New England, the champs, 8-1. The Saints, Rams, eight to one, and the Miami Dolphins are listed as the biggest dartboard pooch out there at three hundred to one. And speaking of these guys, they've just hired Brian Flores as their head coach a few minutes ago, thirteenth coach in franchise history. He's fresh off that Super Bowl win as defensive play caller and linebackers coach with the Pats. So you got to like that move for the Fish. The Bengals also hiring Zach Taylor as their new head coach. He's the tenth coach in his Cincinnati history. He served as the Rams' quarterbacks coach this season. Gave more stuff with the NBA too with the Pelicans. Very aware of the list. 
of teams beyond the Lakers and Knicks. But uh, interestingly enough, one team that wasn't on the list is uh, cropping up today. The Milwaukee Bucks are apparently on the list. But this is just reports right now and speculation. But the Lakers are trying to put a package together. We'll see if this story breaks like we had breaking news last week. Games tonight, we got Denver and Detroit. Nuggets, three and a half, 210 the total. Washington, Atlanta, Wiz, minus six. John Wall out. Total, 234. Milwaukee at your Brooklyn Nets. Bucks, Bucks laying seven on the road. Total, 230 in that one. Indiana at the at the New Orleans Pelicans. Pacers, two and a half point road faves. 218, of course, Anthony Davis out. Houston and Phoenix. Rockets, minus eight and a half. Total, 226. Capella out. San Antonio and Sacramento. The late game of the night. Spurs, minus one and a half on the road. Total, 229. NCAA late night. A few top 25 teams in action. The 12 seed, Virginia Tech, hosting Louisville. The Hokies are minus five, 134 and a half. Number 12, Iowa State. The Cyclones battling Oklahoma on the road. Minus two and a half, 144 is the over-under there. And number 16, Texas Tech takes on Bobby Huggins in West Virginia. Red Raiders, minus 12. Total in that game, 137. On the ice tonight, Anaheim and Toronto. Leafs, minus 270. The Ducks have been horrible. That's a crazy number. Total six. Rangers at home to LA game at MSG. Rangers, minus 130. Total five and a half. Vancouver and the Philadelphia Flyers. Flyers minus 165. We might be looking at the Canucks as a big dog tonight. And Dallas taking on Arizona Stars. Minus 190. Total five and a half. And the Florida Panthers reports out today that they are interested in a trade for an eight-year contract extension on top of the trade for Columbus goalie Sergei Bobrovsky. That's had some, he's had some problems with that team this year, so stay tuned. The Panthers looking for a long-time netminder. Keep it locked, guys. Fantasy Sports and Radio Television Network. My buddy Gabe Morenzi and myself. It's Red Heat and Rage coming up. We'll talk all sports from 4 to 7, including our betting and DFS hour at 6 o'clock. We got picks. We got entertainment. Stay tuned, everybody. Take it away, Yang. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Game Time Decisions. All right, let's roll. Game Time Decisions, Ready Break, our radio, Fantasy Sports, our radio network. I'm Gable Morenci. Excellent update, uh, Cam. Thanks, buddy. How was the uh, the flight uh, the flight uh, back? Horrible, but uh, it's just uh, you know I, I don't want to get into it. It's just <laughs> just a bad flight, you know. It's just uh, no, it's, you know. I guess I'm happy to be back. Uh, just Super Bowl, buddy. It was great seeing you. We had a great time Saturday night. Just that game, and uh, I just kind of got in the Uber and looked at the money for the Uber, and then I went back to reality, and then uh, just things in my head just went bills, money. Bills, money, yeah, you know. Yeah, I started yeah. the cold sweats in the back of the car. The guy's like, "Are you okay?" I go, "No, I'm not really okay, but you know, just get me home." And uh, yeah, I was so rattled. I called Yang at uh, 2:56, going ready to rock. I didn't know what time it was. I thought he started the show at three today. Seriously, I, I I was like, looked at the clock twice. I'm like, "What am I doing?" It's only it's only 2:56. Gabe, are you around? You are nobody. They're like, "Cam, Cam, it's uh, you're one hour early." Thanks. Oh, you, you were I'm, I'm totally right. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm ready to go. Like, I'm like, hey, everybody. And Yang's like, no, no, Cam. No, no. It's Bavona, actually. He's like, uh, do you know it's uh, 256, not uh, 356? <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm I'm all screwed up. Went back to the hotel and, you know, couldn't really sleep very well. And, uh, hey, that's life. Uh, we got pummeled in the game. And just watching it again, I don't know. I'm a glutton for punishment. I was just going to watch the golf channel. But uh, they have the weight management. Everything's a repeat today. So, uh, yeah, just watching all the mistakes in that game just infuriated me even more. But we have to move on. Yeah, and you know if they, yeah, today's you know it's kind of sucks. We got to talk about it today a bit, and yeah, we'll move on from it. 
Sure. Usually there's today and then tomorrow. There'll, there'll sort of always be a another report that comes out. There's some, you know what I mean? Oh, this confused us and whatever. Um, but, hey, it is what it is. And, you know, I was thinking about it. Even if, even if let's say, they would have tied it at 10, right, and Goff didn't throw that pick, they would have lost right after. You know what I mean? I got to give credit to the Patriots more like they're better than I give them credit for. Like we can talk about the vision they play in and all that. They're clutch. Yeah, that's exactly it. In big games now, they've, you know, they've gotten to the point where they really just, they, they save their best for last every game. You know what I mean? Like in the last five minutes or in the fourth quarter, Brady doesn't screw around, man. Like they move the ball, they move the ball and you have to be perfect. Like the Rams had opportunities early cam you know, the, like the, the interception right Inception. away. There was oh, another one stops. Yep. Yeah, fourth down stops. They get the ball at midfield. Time and time again, they had opportunities to even like, just change the complexion of the game, take a lead, and they did it. You know, like, listen, Goff didn't play well. I'm not I'm not going to state that, but we were kind of screwed. It was a bad pick. The, uh, the Patriots was the pick, Cam. You know, yeah, like, yeah, no, the, just the, 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 the teaser really sucked at the end. I'm getting all excited for like, wow, I'm gonna get that three points. They're gonna lose by seven. Nope, oh. shank job. That's that. That's that. That hurt. That that that's a that bad. That's a, I had the most on the teaser too. I had puns on the teaser to the under. That Nine and a half. Like that, yeah. that you just couldn't get like that little catch, little break on the way. It's out. life. It's life, buddy. Who said it was fair? Right. We move on. Game time decisions. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Game time decisions. Ready to rage radio. Fantasy Sports Radio Network. I'm Gabriel Moretzi. Throw it down. Cam Stewart. We pick up the pieces uh, following Super Bowl uh, 53. The carnage uh, of it all. The Patriots uh, win again. The uh, analysis continues as to why uh, in in the lowest uh, viewed uh, Super Bowl in the last uh, decade or so. And uh, I'm not surprised the ratings were bad, Cam. People are bored of the Patriots. And it was a bad game. Like you said, like, how many people, you know, like, a good game, the ratings um, would go up. You know what I mean? Like, casual, like, you have your hardcores, but that's sort of casual people. Oh, the Super Bowl, it's in the fourth quarter, right? You know, like, these sporting events usually peak then, but people were probably just tuning out, really, more than anything. 
like how many, you know, Super Bowl parties, people leave early, and all right, exactly, I'm well, going home, and yeah. halftime show. Our halftime show was. Uh, I was proud to meet you and uh, Corey. Actually, uh, MC oh, uh, MC Metamucil. I'm Ronnie Rollades, and uh, and DJ yeah. Cialis really uh, threw it down. I'll tell you. Hopefully, like we we we, we tried. That was a tough game, but we gave uh, the the listeners uh, a great halftime show. That was a, a nice rap and nice fun, and uh, yeah, the whole thing. Like it's like people like my mom. You know what I mean? She'll like turn it to like this is us if the game is that boring and stuff like that you know oh, who do I I want the Rams to win she te- you know text me yeah. before the show and stuff and then yeah they're not sticking around for that stuff uh, we, we saw after the game in the bar there was more people watching the guy swallowing swords on that show afterwards too right or the lady playing a violin with one arm like it was crazy those guys were watching uh, that talent competition like it was the Super Bowl there's more people watching TV regular TV afterwards than the game uh, you know that that's the thing and normally the Super Bowl is a massive lead-in, like you said. You know what I mean? Remember they had, yeah, this is us, the season, whatever, after the Super Bowl finale. Or they, you know, there's a new show that they want to push, but people probably couldn't get away from their TVs fast enough after that game yesterday. <laughs> you know what I mean? Exactly. Like, nobody was, like, it leading off. it on and, like, you know, leading into the next show, basically. And, you know, really, the Patriots will probably be there again next year. I mean, there's always something that motivates these guys. They always have that chip on their shoulder. And, you know, next year, they'll be gunning for their seventh. And that 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 will be something to motivate them. Because, look, like now, what, the Patriots and the, the Steelers have six, like yeah. six championships. That's, That's Tom thing. Brady. Like, Tom They're, Brady they want to be the have best. more Super Bowls. The best of the best. The best. He got yeah, like more Super Bowls than the franchise. Exactly. Then exactly. That's huge, like man. Brady and Belichick like who've won more Super Bowls than any other franchise have won, which is pretty over the top insane. You know, another thing about the Patriots is, and I got to give them a lot of credit. Just they don't do stupid things. Like times yeah. in the game where the Rams took like a dumb penalty, you know, like sure the ref didn't need to call it, but he will, you know, and you got to know when you're going in to play a team like Tom Brady, you're dealing with a different deck. It's like going into a blackjack table and, you know, the dealer's got an advantage, but you got to be smart about it. It's just but bad penalties at bad times, bad play calling. And that Brady throw to Gronk, just watching it again for like the 10th time, that was a perfect, like, that was a perfect, perfect laser. Like, I give him credit, man. Like, right in the bread basket there. That's beautiful stuff. And these guys execute under pressure. You said it, Marenzi. Excellent point. These guys want to be the best of all time, the best in history. They they want to crush everybody. They're motivated all the time. They're different. They're not athletes going, hey, man, I'm waiting on my, you know, the paycheck or whatever. Their goal is just to dominate, destroy you, and I think it's commendable. Don't like them, but got to respect them. And yeah, you're, you said it. If everything goes well and they're healthy next year, I'd watch out for them again. Yeah, it's well. It's a thing. Like, who's going to do anything about it? Kansas City, but they got a long way to go. Like, you know what I mean? They beat yeah, them. Yeah. So. Like, I don't know if KC is going to be any better next year than they were this year. You know what I mean? Like, they were good. Mahomes going to be good, but people also start to figure him out a bit. Like, all right, Kansas City will be good again, but can they beat them? That's the thing. We'll see. I, I don't know. You know, I, I know the Bills ain't beating them. No. At least you guys aren't the Dolphins, though. On, on the on the tote board. They're the worst at 300 to 1. The Bills are 100 to 1. So there's hope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's hope. I like that he, Dolphins he, hire, though. Yeah, you, you hire a guy from the Patriots organization that did really, really well, too. You know what I mean? He called the defensive play calls in that game. They were very damn good. That Patriots defense, that's one thing we don't talk about. They better got great, great, great at the end of the year. Oh, way better than Matt Patricia. Yeah, their the Patriots better, were yeah. money down the stretch. Look what they did against Kansas City to the Rams. These high-flying high offenses, they made them look bad. Three points in a Super Bowl you hold a team to? 
unbelievable. Yeah, I can't. Uh... I can't uh, de- debate that, Cam. I mean, their their defense has been great all year, actually. Sort of the difference maker. They, you know, it's something they just they make plays when they have to. I talked about it. You said it too. I mentioned it this morning. Like they don't beat themselves, right? Like you and when they do, when they do make these mistakes, you have to capitalize. And if you don't, you're screwed. I hate to say it, but like you know, I said it yesterday, we were watching a game. The more the game went on as a lower scoring game and like that, the more it was advantage Patriots, right? And that's the thing, too. And everyone, like, oh, you know, Goff was terrible and McVay and everything. I mean, it was a 10-3 game with a couple of minutes left, Cam. Right? Like, they were one possession away, but felt like they weren't. You know what I mean? Like, didn't feel like they were losing by a million points, even though they weren't. Like, it, like you know, like, even if they even if they would have scored, the Patriots, then that's another thing the Patriots have done a good job at. is And against the Chiefs, too. Like, you know, the Rams got that field goal. They tie it up. And look yeah. like, all right, finally, the offense moved the ball a little bit. At least the game's tied. You know, they got a chance. And I swear, Cam, like two, seemed like 10 seconds later, the Patriots are on their 40-yard line again, you know? Yeah, like exactly. They did that against the Chiefs. Remember, the Chiefs score, take the lead. No, no, Patriots are on the 22, three plays later. Like they, you know. It's, they rebound. No, nothing phases these guys. Resilient. Nothing. Yes, resilient they are. Well. Yeah. yeah, they are. They're very, very tough. They're like that old turtle, like, you know what I mean? You, you just think he's never going to win again, but you know what? Eventually, he's going to pass the rabbit because the rabbit's cocky, and he, like, you know, runs out of gas, and they just keep on, and they keep on getting it done time after time after time. It just pisses me off, though, and even from a Seahawk fan or whatever, like, they didn't even bring their best early in the game. Like, nobody other than Philadelphia has taken the opportunity at the Giants way back in the past to even do anything. Like, that game was for the taking for the Rams. That's why I'm still kind of, like, you know, I'm obviously going to shake it off. Like, we, we have to. But it was just like they couldn't have, like, they scored 13 damn points in the game. James White had nine total yards. Tom Brady did not throw for a touchdown. If you were to say all those things, you would have said they lost that game by 31 if I gave you the criteria what they actually did, which was, you know, like, I, I'm just, I, I just can't believe the Rams couldn't do anything, anything with the turnovers and just frustrating as hell watching that game, man. Yeah, that was probably one of the most frustrating Super Bowls ever, buddy, ever. Oh, I'm yeah. A Seahawk fan, too. Like, watching the Seahawks game was just shock at the end. That one just sucked the whole game through. You know what it reminded me of, the, this one? It was sort of, that was the worst Super Bowl in a few years since that um, Denver, Carolina yeah, that was a bad game, too. A lot of good ones. Actually, you know what? Better defense in that game, though. There were some big, like... And there were plays and stuff, yeah. made, but but very similar, sort of. Like, you know, Carolina was 14-2. and two, Flashy offense. Cam Newton never been in a Super Bowl before. And Cam Newton didn't play well in the Super Bowl, right? Their, their offense, same thing. Like, if you remember, the, the Panthers were, like, they kicked the crap out of Arizona. They beat Seattle in the playoffs. I remember, like, they were, they were rolling along. They got to the Super Bowl cold, flat, couldn't score, you know? The two weeks, it, it kills some teams, and I think you're right, and it's like you stated, it's a big difference, man. People, these young teams, and not just young teams, but guys who haven't been in the Super Bowl before, it really is a disadvantage. The I talked about it a lot last week, if you remember. I said, I hope McVay's yeah. got a good game plan going because he's not going to have time next week. And he evidently didn't, Kim. There were too many, oh, oh, Bill Belichick texts me, and, like, he played you. Yeah, I know. He did. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he's all your buddy, and then he he slams you down, and he wins the Super Bowl. And now he's going to text you again? It's like, 
You know, I don't know. McVay did a million interviews leading up to the Super Bowl. Same with Jared Goff. I remember bitching about it. I was like, why are these guys, like, why are you doing, like, ESPN features? Like, they were doing, like, funny stuff, like, joke stuff. And I'm thinking, you know, it's, you don't see Brady doing this. Like, Brady went, he did a few interviews. But as the week went on, you didn't see him. Like, you know, but the Rams, the Rams did not manage the Super Bowl well, though. I think. Like, yeah, no, that's the thing. You got to say no sometimes. You got to cut. You know what? This is your one time to get it done. Who knows when you're going to come back, game? They might not ever get back there. I mean, you're, you're doing joke interviews? No. Focus on the game. Game time decisions continues. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. gambler I know that's like a uh, gambling help hotline but I gotta tell you that'd be like a great like uh, that'd be a great number for like a book <laughs> yeah it sure would <laughs> nice, nice, and simple. Nice, nice and simple all right so we pick up the pieces following Super Bowl uh, 53 um, it's the uh, the worldwide hangover or at least the North American hangover Um. And uh, now it's it's uh, college basketball. March Madness will be the, the next uh, sort of major event. Listen, everyone's going crazy about the NBA last week and the NBA trade deadlines this week. So I think tomorrow you'll see the NBA start to take over once again, uh, the, the media. Uh, but uh, And, then of course, you're going to have the combine and the NFL draft. So the wheels, the wheels keep spinning, yet the Super Bowl has always been that day after. I felt for you. We'll bring Mike Blewett here in a second. I just I felt for you, Cam. Because it, it even, it's even worse. Like the Super Bowl, and you lose. I know you had a you know you had a big bet. Yeah. And w- when you have to fly, like it's one thing when you're at least in a city and you don't have to go anywhere after. But I've been there. Like I had to. I've flown back a couple of times. Like you feel like the team. You know what I mean? Like I felt like the Carolina Panthers that time. Like I lost a ton of money. And I had to get on a plane like right after the game that night. And trust me, like you said, like you get reflective. It was a long flight, man. You know what I mean? You know, I, I know. should miss my flight, but, you know, the next day, it's just, you know, you're hung over the day after the Super Bowl, you're drunk, you lost all this money. It's, the day after the Super Bowl sucks, bro. Like, it really does. Yeah, and, and, and me, uh, to save money, I didn't stay in, like, the nicest hotel anywhere, too. So, like, I'm dealing with taps, and I'm looking around, like, you know what I mean? I'm like, wow, the prison shower here at the Pens looking pretty, you know, not very inviting in the morning sure before Mike I grab it. an Uber. <laughs> I'm sure Mike Blewett was in better shape this morning than you and I. When oh, definitely. Mike Blewett that, that's a lock. That's a lock. <laughs> What's up, Mike? That's a lock. <laughs> uh, I, I felt actually surprisingly well-rested uh, last night. Normally, Did I, you have I any drinks they, during the game? I had a few. 
I had a few, but uh, the game was was at quick enough pace, and I was dealing with family at the time that I didn't uh, I didn't overextend myself. A lot of times, I'll I'll stay up late, I'll watch the interviews, and I maybe yeah, have a yeah. couple of more drinks, and I you know I revel in the interviews. But yesterday was so boring, I wasn't going to get in any insight as to staying up late. So I went to bed far earlier than I normally do on Super Bowl night. Well, that's the thing. I mean. Normally, Super Bowls end at eleven thirty, or like I remember yeah. last year the Eagles game. It was, it was long. It was like four and a half yeah, yeah, hours. For sure. It was it was late because I remember I had to take a plane. I was in Costa Rica. I had to leave after. I remember I was like, "Holy crap! It's nearly midnight." Like you know, and like when they give the trophy and everything. Yesterday, it was over ten o'clock. Like it really was. It was like a three and a half hour game. You know, it's like the that first half went extremely quick. You know, we were, we were we were on the air. We were, you know, having some beers and, you know, having a good time. But I noticed they just sort of randomly started adding longer commercial breaks as the game was going, right? Because yeah. they, they charged so much money for the commercials. Yeah, they, had, they owed. This they isn't owed a make-up time. time. They, That's right. Yeah, they had to get the commercials in. I'm sure they were panicking a little bit, like, wow, they we're on for an hour less than we thought we were going to be here, basically. Right. But, um, you know... I think when it was like uh, it was almost like torture though when the game ended. It was like thank God that's over. Just you know. Yeah, I I I am with you. It was one of the worst games of the entire NFL slate this year, and it happened to be the Super Bowl. I, I never would have thought that those two teams would be so inept at times offensively, particularly the Rams. I, I'm not stunned at all that they lost, but for them to be so inept for such a long period of the game is surprising whether it was player execution or poor coaching uh, I, I think you guys hit a fair point right before the break talking about so that's where experience comes into play right not just getting rattled late in fourth quarters like atlanta did but you know it's not the experience it's not on the course of the week that's right yeah like aaron that's donald's right. not nervous yeah. on the field oh it's the super that's bowl right. it's just a game it's right. the lead up it's the it's lead the up. Like, you gotta mentality. say no. You gotta say no to some of these interviews. Like you can't do everything. That's right. New England has done that business trip a ton of times. Thirty three dozen players, another dozen coaches have done that exact business trip so many times. They know the pace of the week and they don't overextend themselves. They know when to tell exactly. people to stick it and they go back to the hotel. You know, that's the thing too, because I saw it, it bothered me. I think it was like Thursday night, man, which is pretty late in the week for a Super Bowl. Like it was Thursday night, and Goff and McVeigh were on, I think it was ESPN. I'm pretty sure it was ESPN. And I thought, Mike, I was like, well, it's probably one of these pre tape things. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, no. Then I realized it wasn't. It wasn't pre tape. Like they were just sort of live in Atlanta. And I'm thinking to myself, like, guys, like McVeigh, how many freaking interviews going to do this week? Like, you know, like it's. It, you know, he really – it's interesting because, you look, Wade Phillips has Super Bowl experience. He's been there. And the defense was prepared. Yes. The defense was prepared. Yeah. Hell, yeah. You know, and Phillips got his side of the thing ready, of the ball ready. And I, I talked about it last week, too, guys. You remember, Cam, I kept saying about that. I hope the Rams, like, had a good practice last week and figured things out. And you hear this in MMA all the time. That's why I know it's true, too. And, listen, NFL players tell you it's true. You know, like, I had, we had a guy on the Falcons this week, Ben Garland. What did he say? He said, yeah, it's overwhelming the first time. And it, how is it an advantage for the Patriots, right? Yeah. And you hear in MMA all the time when guys, Cam, they, um, 
they've been in a UFC for like, you know, five years or whatever. They're veteran guys. They've won a lot of fights. And then they get a main event or it's a title fight. Yep. And they're terrible in the fight. It's very similar to like what we saw in the Rams. Like they, they quite frankly choke. They're tight. They can't. They don't. They don't. Doesn't look like the same fighter. They don't. You know what I mean? It's like, what did you do? Like, what are you doing? And they all say the same thing after. I wasn't. I didn't have a good camp because of the magnitude of the media and the stuff that I have to do. You know what I mean? Like, Conor McGregor is used to that. You know what I'm saying? Like, the press conference and TV hits and, you know, interviews and, oh, you got to meet this sponsor now and you got to do that. And, oh, we got to, you got to, we're coming to your house then we're going to film you. You know, there's like the, the UFC countdown show. There's a lot of stuff that you never dealt with, Mike, normally when you were preparing for a fight. Normally, yeah. you know, you're like Mr. T, like no one, you know, just prep and no chip on your, chip on your shoulder. I'm going to prove the world. Now suddenly you think you're great. Hey, ESPN's yeah. at my house. They're filming me working out. Hey, this is great. Oh, I'm on a Jim Rome show in the morning. Yeah, yeah. And then when you walked in the cage, you're like, damn. It's about, you know, I didn't prep the same way there's, I normally prep. It so changes everything. Of, there's a couple of things I think of. One is a, a historical comment that Emmett Smith made. I heard him talk about this in probably an NFL Films Super Bowl recap type of show. And the first Super Bowl he was in, he said that by the end of the first quarter of the first Super Bowl he was in, he couldn't even feel his legs anymore. Like the adrenaline was so high from the night before, the week before, the leading up to the game, which is basically a night game, that he was sort of out of gas at the end of the first He overextended quarter. himself before yeah, emotionally, had, right? right. Yeah. And, he, and he had to figure out a way to, to get it back. Now, obviously, that was a successful turn. And then just yesterday, I heard Matt Hasselbeck before the game, uh, or this was maybe over the weekend, he was on PTI with uh, Kornheiser and Wilbon, and he said that he had a conversation with Jared Goff who asked him for advice. And Hasselbeck said, I'm just telling you that the pregame, the halftime is long, but what some people, and you have to get, you're just going to have to figure out a way through that. But what people sometimes don't warn you about is the pregame, that down on the field before the game, there's a million NFL legends, there's more media than you've ever seen, it's a circus on the field, so he couldn't get through his pregame warm-up. He had to leave the field, go in the tunnel to finish throwing because everybody was bugging him, coming up, congratulating him, wanting to talk to him. He told Jared Goff to be mindful of that. So there are many more distractions beyond the obvious that we see. Yeah, it's always excellent the point, things. Mike. Excellent point. Yeah, it's always it's always the little things, right? It's it the game itself, but it's easy to get in your own mind too, Gabe. You know, like yeah. once you start thinking about it, like you could be cool the whole week, and then one little thing can trigger it, and you're done. Like you're out of your you're you're you're, you're not comfortable anymore, and it happens quick. The human mind's a crazy thing. Like he, he, you look good, and then other other times, boom! In a split second, Mike, you know that could be the difference between you being confident and then getting freaked out again. Yeah, of course. I brought it yeah. up earlier, Mike. Yeah. I think, isn't it, wasn't it a lot like we saw, I don't know if you heard us talking about that, but it reminded me of Carolina and Denver. And a kind of a boring game, lower, lower scoring. Yeah. Denver did enough. Yeah. Peyton Manning's experience, you know, he didn't really throw it deep, but he was smart enough. He managed the game well. They, you know, and they, they won, but it was a similar situation where, remember, you know, Carolina smashed the Arizona Cardinals two weeks earlier. Yep. They beat Seattle up pretty good. 
Like they look like hey, like they're a juggernaut. You know what I mean? Like you look at the Rams. You know, nice road win against the Saints. Like, like how you're telling me like it's easy to go win in New Orleans in a Superdome, the NFC Conference Championship. They, they were down. That's a pretty big spot too in your life. That was you know like, what I mean? Like and they like, were down thirteen nothing early, and it yeah, looked like yeah. it was going to fall apart. And I gave yeah. Goff a ton of credit for coming back. He played better than Breeze in that game in its totality, and he came from behind a two touchdown deficit in New Orleans to but win. But that, that completely game. different in the Super Bowl. A, a very key. similar and to Carolina, so, where just like, know, remember Cam yeah. Newton dropped the ball. He, he didn't even, yeah, like, reach down to pick it up. It was That's like, right. what the hell are you doing? Yeah, panic move. Absolutely. And, and I thought what was, you know, people are going to want to jump on Goff now. You know, we joke around, Gabe, you and I, with Corey all the time. He says he's a, a bus driver. He's just holding the, you know, holding Sean McVay's play calling bag and, and doing it. But, look, Goff performed at, at points in the season and just in the last game that he played, Really admirably and at a high level, but it is really obvious that those throws that he was missing last night were easy ones. They were easy throws that he missed, and he was late on, and he threw ducks about, ducks all over the field. That was yeah, he did. Yeah, his bad balls were real bad. A lot of passes were high. His footwork he wasn't getting settled in a pocket. Like he didn't. He was rattled. Like he was an interception. Know. It was high school stuff. All right, game time decisions. Ready to rage radio continues with Mike Blewett as our guest. I'm Renzi with Cam Stewart. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your Daily Roto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Game time decisions, Red Heat Rage Radio. Cedars report here. We can't get enough about the Patriots. Uh, they will not be playing. Uh, the NFL is going to change it up. There's a report they're switching it up next year. That the, uh, the the Patriots won't play on the Thursday night opener. It, uh, it's the 100th anniversary of the NFL next year. So... Um, they want to go more traditional. They're going to have, like, the Bears Giant and Bears. the Packers. Packers, yeah. Pa- yeah Bears, Packers, and the Giants, Patriots Packers. will be on Sunday night football, which is Sunday also night games are at, Sunday yeah. night games are even a better spot, so I don't think anyone's going to complain. Exactly. I remember, I actually remember in the old days, too, uh, sometimes Super Bowl team would be on Monday night, too. Like, I remember the Bills, yes. like, uh, I remember the Bills in our Super Bowl years, like, we opened on a Monday night at home. Um... I think it was a rematch, actually, against Dallas. I remember, like, they've done that a few times, the old rematch of the Super Bowl, which we they did it last year, actually, with Atlanta, right? And I don't like it. I don't like it, Mike. I don't know what you think about it, but you just go through the Super Bowl. There's, like, two weeks of hype about two teams, and then it's the same damn thing again, you know, when they, when they play each other. Uh, the same teams are playing each other in the first Thursday night game of the year. Then it's all hype about the same two damn teams again. I could see the NFL want to shake it up. Basically, they're Especially saying here too. Especially after the ratings book came out. 
Exactly. Good point. Yeah, great, great call. Five, ten-year low on the ratings and yeah. a five percent decline from. Yeah, last Patriots year. might be I, the greatest team ever, but people, people are, are bored of them, yeah. right? Yep. Yep. And it's not like there's not like oh, like the Warriors or something where people are a little bored, but it's entertaining. You're like, holy crap, they hit thirty-eight threes. You know what I mean? The Patriots, like, it's not foot fun. It's like they just grinded it out, but. In the history books, and when people are, like, looking at uh, his plaque in the Hall of Fame in the future, it says, you know, seven Super Bowl wins, eight Super Bowl wins, whatever. It's not going to say next to it, boring game. Right? <laughs> Nobody rem- does it. <laughs> they don't care. <laughs> exactly. Just yeah. win, baby. Yeah. Just win. It doesn't yeah. say, like, boring game. game. Yeah. Yeah. I, look, the Steelers won the first Super Bowl of my fandom in a really long time. Uh you know, they won in the 1979 season when I was, a, I was a kid. And then they didn't win again until I was in my 30s, basically. So they won in 2005. I freely admit that that was a, a pretty ugly, boring game. Roethlisberger played terribly. But at least there was a couple of explosive plays. You had the, the reverse pass from and- Randall L. Randall L. Yeah. You had a 75-yard touchdown run. By if Cam, uh, we'll move on, Mike. <laughs> if Cam, like yesterday, had a bad day, like there's any other one that he still <laughs> that talks the, about. That was the worst thing in my life. But that one was boring. I freely admit that that was a relatively boring game in the context of football. Uh, but it was way better than this game, though. We had still, yeah, you still had the Big Ben say. play. You had the Daryl Jackson offensive pass interference touchdown called back. Hasselbeck's throw all the way to the one-yard line called back on the phantom foul. The Randall L yeah. play. There were still major plays in that game. This game had nothing. What? So what was the best yeah. play? I guess the throw to Gronk? Yeah, yeah I mean, I guess the throw to Gronk. Memorable play. You'll yeah, remember that was the I best had. play of the game. <laughs> One play. That's, that's the play. I, yeah. I, yeah. Well, that's another really thing, is. too. Let's I guess you remember too, that Edelman was really good, but there's no he was good. signature play with Edelman. Exactly. He's just awesome. He yeah, I know. But all the talk about golf and stuff, like I said, you know, Tom Brady had eight fantasy points yesterday. Jared Goff. Oh, I know. I know. It's not like I Tom know. Brady. Like, oh, he's so great, and Jared Goff sucks, and Brady. Whatever, dude. Brady struggled big time, too, yesterday. But... He also completed the passes to Edelman. It was the one thing he could do. Like, if, if teams could take away Edelman, then you're going to beat them. But it's easier said than done, I guess. It's amazing, too, because Edelman mouths off to every DB, man. Like, after every play, he mouths off to them, and he just does it again, and then again, and again, and again. Like so do you guys have an issue with him? Like, there's obviously been some pushback this morning. This is the second time in a row that they've won a Super Bowl with a player that wins the Super Bowl MVP that was suspended for a month. One was for conspiring uh, conspiring during Deflategate, this one uh, as oh, a yeah, result yeah. of a positive test of PEDs. Do you guys think that the NFL should ramp up the punishment to include the postseason uh, do you, you think can't. they excellent point. eligible for the, awards, Ex- the awards? Excellent point. Excellent point, Mike, because think about this. You're a veteran team. That comes as rest. The less wear and tear in your body and things like that, when do you want to be more effective? Down the line and into the playoffs, heading into the Super Bowl. It's almost like a vacation. For those weeks, you don't have to get banged up in the division that they play in. Are you kidding me? They get to beat up on the Jets and the Bills. Because everybody knows that it helped. (laughs) (laughs) The the Pats fans who hated it know that it helped. He's 40. He was 39 years old, and he got a month off. Yeah. It's a great way of looking at it, actually. Just and saying, if you recall, too, in the media, I don't think it's strange, though, Mike. The NFL 
and the NFL media and, you know, the league, it's just different in that sense that, as you stated, I mean, he should he should be called out for it. But I remember when he came back, all right, same with Mark Ingram this year. They got the same treatment. Jordan Edelman came back. You would have thought that him and Mark Ingram came back from saving kids, like, overseas. <laughs> like, they were yeah, yeah. they were pulling Welcome kids back. out of wells. Open arms. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, it's like, and like, and Mark Ingram's back, and oh, he just raring to go, and you know, he, he was just chopping at the bit to, you know, get on the field and help his team. And they were making, oh, he's such a great guy. They were making it seem like, you know, he was, he was in the hospital or something. He's back now, you know? It's like, no, he was suspended, like, for, for cheating, you know? But they don't, you know, they, they don't acknowledge it, you know? But they, they attack guys in other leagues for it, right? Or certain guys, but, I think people are numb to the Patriots cheating, to be honest. Or at least they're, you know, yeah, whatever. Does it surprise you? I mean, are they, you know, there's other players that have been nailed for, you know, PD too. But does it surprise you that Edelman doesn't know? And like you said, Mike, you're off an injury. You know, it doesn't surprise me. You know, why wouldn't they? I mean, big deal. Ooh, you got four weeks off. Yeah, I know. Yeah. And he's Super Bowl MVP. Yeah, but I'm just no because we're bringing chowder. Let's January. bring crab chowder in here. And there's no sour grape chowder. Patriots won the game. I'm not all oh, they're cheaters, and I congratulate them. And I'm happy for people such as yourself, uh, like Chowder, that uh, that is a Patriot fan. Uh, do we uh, do we have Chowder? Otherwise, if we don't get him on now, he's gonna have to wait till uh, like after the. Hey, how you, how you doing? How you doing? How you doing? What Chowder? Hey, good to hear from Chowder. Congratulations. Doing? Hey, hey. Thank you, thank you, marvelous Gabriel Morenci, with the kitten, and uh, Mike Blewett. How you doing? I'm doing good, buddy. Not great. Uh, be honest, Chowder. Not as good as you, Chowder. <laughs> okay. I'd like to say first congratulations to uh, Los Angeles Rams, even though it was a uh, very uh, uh, inept, like uh, you were saying, and slow and whatever. They, they gave us a heck of a uh, defensive game out there. Uh, I said 34-31, you know, and it came into our world spirit. World Series uh, game score there. So uh, uh, my hat's off to uh, uh, the Rams, even though, uh, you know, uh, they weren't uh, on with Gurley and all that. But it was a chess match of defense. And i like to say also uh, congratulations to uh, Ty Law getting into the uh, Hall of Fame class and all those other guys also, and rest in peace, Wade Wilson. Um, brought the cover wow. Gabe. Yeah, well <laughs> yeah. said too, Chowder. Yeah, Chowder's on fire. Well, well done. Well, uh, so I didn't know about Wade Wilson, I'll be honest. He had passed uh, over the weekend, 60 years old. Really, huh? Mm. I was so caught up in the Super Bowl, that's, that's too bad. What was it? I don't know, actually. I did not see a uh, full write-up on it, but he was a pretty young man. Yeah. Wow. That's uh, sad news, yeah. Uh, yeah, sorry, Chowder, you caught me off guard. Well, yeah, Wade yeah. Wilson may rest in peace. But something, guys, that you brought up, uh, and someone uh, you probably said it, Chowder, uh, Todd Gurley. We didn't even talk about Todd Gurley yet today. There's been so much, well, we did this morning, but, I mean, on this show now, there's been so much talk about Jared Goff. Goff, Goff, Goff. Listen, Gurley gave them nothing, man. Gurley gave them nothing. And, oh, he's hurt. He's this. I don't know. I, I don't know what the deal is. Like, I'm 
they thought he could play, and I don't think he is very hurt. strange. I think yeah. I think Gurley Gurley's a different guy than people think too. It's just one of those things like when things didn't go well in the Saints game, I think he got in his own head, Gabe, and he started to think, you know what? I I'm a mess right now. I'm not catching the ball. That ball that I should have got was intercepted. C.J. Anderson has come onto this team and has run effectively in that style, and it just felt like he lost his mojo. Oh, That's what. It, it's yeah, crazy. It's weird. Someone's it's so very weird. I know. Like that. I know. I don't get it either. But they said the MRI, Mike. The reports were everything was fine. Like after the Philly game, there were multiple tests. Like I'm reading all these stories on it. The guy says he's fine, so it has to be mental. It's got to be something Strange. in his head. So Chowder, I think I think they'll end up being some sort of exploratory surgery yeah. uh, for them afterwards. I, I, I can't declare him to be fully healthy. He was fine yeah. against the Cowboys. He didn't play as much as Anderson, but he was fine. He was explosive. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So. I think, too, I don't know, I think he's a big team guy. We'll, we'll talk about it after, after we chat. Like, he's a team guy. I mean, we saw this year when he wasn't scoring touchdowns and he'd take a knee, et cetera. And then suddenly C.J. Anderson was there. And I don't know, as soon as C.J. Anderson played well, it sort of like it like deflated him or something. Like, um, it's very, very, very strange. We'll, we'll, we'll find out. But, you know, Chowder, you're, yeah, uh, that's, that's, six, you're, that's six right now. We brought it up earlier. They're going to have a chip on their shoulder. They're going to be motivated, Chowder, to win more than any other franchise, right? Like now, you know, it's just unbelievable. Like Brady will have as many Super Bowls or more Super Bowls than like the Pittsburgh Steelers as the entire franchise and organization do. It's an incredible accomplishment. People are starting to ask, is like Tom Brady like Michael Jordan? Is he? Is Tom Brady the greatest uh, of all in all sports? I don't think so, personally. I'm not going to dispute his greatness in the NFL, but he, I, it's not the same. Like, he's right up there, but it's, it's not the same. Like, football is a much bigger team sport than basketball is. Right? Like, Brady's oh, not winning sure, his games for alone. Sure. Right? That's the difference. For sure. There's a, uh, there's Muhammad Ali. There's a, 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 a Sugar Ray Robinson. There's a Jackie Robinson. A, 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 but in his football era of 2000 to take over a uh, injured Drew Bledsoe, he has come a long way. Well, Chowder, we're going to be going to a break in a minute, so uh, why don't you take us out here, Chowder? You can even right. some life, as you can see, like me and Cameron depressed. So you bring a little yeah, life to the out. program today. <laughs> okay, with the kit then, man, I'm going to give you some uh, uh, tender victual there to get wakey, 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 wakey. <laughs> and Mike Blewett, you have a blowout of a week and not a Blewett. And Marvelous <laughs> Gabriel Morenci, you stay marvelous. And let's all have a great of my Super Bowl six ring. Secret, 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 creamy sauce. Keep on playing, traveling, feel the passion. Take care, everybody. We are the champions of the world. Feel the passion. See, that's strong. Hey, we're we're, we're out I love Chowder. You know what, Chowder? I'm happy for you, buddy. You're a good guy. Yeah, yeah. A great guy. Yeah. No, no, that's it. And that's Chowder. Yeah, old man's a good guy. We got Slick in Boston. Actually, yeah, they're all good guys. Yeah, it's funny because it's weird as a whole. The Patriot fans really aren't. But, but they are. All the ones, yeah, the Patriot fans that you know are very good guys. Uh, Mike, 
We appreciate you hanging with us. Thanks, Thanks guys. I appreciate it. Uh, we'll uh, lick our wounds over the next couple of days and start to focus on Thanks, Max. Mike. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Stop, Jack. Game time decisions. Ready for Rage Radio, Fantasy Sports Radio Network. I'm Gabriel Moretti. Plowing through uh, the uh, post uh, post Super Bowl hangover, and I'm not just talking about drinking hangover, but yeah. just sort of the football and just you know everything. Mental so, hangover. The weather was nice though too. It's all sunny and sure warm was and stuff. So that was a little that was somewhat of a surprise, um, and it's it's a little less depressing because to be honest. Well, I don't know what it's like in Toronto right now, but in New York, Cam, it's all sunny, what? and it looks like it's like a spring oh. day here. It's gloomy here, but the weather's good. But uh, basically, it just looks like a swamp now because all the snow's melted. So just, you know, oh, yeah. a, lot of, lot, a lot of soakers. You know, you got to roll up your pants. You don't want to step in the big puddles. But I'm just looking outside uh, my track, and, uh, yeah, it looks, as you say, Marenzi, bleak. Very bleak. But the weather, bleak. the temperature's higher, yes. Bleak and warm. So the football season's over, and... You know what? I'm going to. Uh, hey, it'll be the first weekend uh, that we won't be on. I won't be on next week. Well, you're going to yeah. be on Saturday, oh, yeah. right? With George. Oh, and, and Sunday. I'm working every day now. Yep, uh, working. Uh, oh, you're doing the show Sat- Saturday and Sunday. Saturday and Sunday. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm going to see how long I can do it on the on the weekend for with my dad. He's uh, in better health right now and stuff like that. So, and uh, you know, things are good. I just bought a vehicle to help, to help out uh, the folks too. So yeah, it should be good, Marenzi. I think uh, me and Kurtz every uh, Saturday and Sunday, eleven to two. 11 to 2. We'll I do uh, you guys last Saturday. Remember? Golf matchups. We'll do, yeah, you were great. We'll bring you on, too, for basketball picks. I know that usually the games start at noon, but we do NCAA picks. Me and George will do, he'll do DFS hockey, hockey betting, golf matchups, anything that's going on in the weekend, sports betting and fantasy, we'll got you covered. Is the NBA All-Star, is it this week? Yep, it is. Yep, okay. it is this week. All these stories are breaking, too. I got in my update, I'll tell you this. This Anthony Davis story is hilarious. Like, it's reports, reports, reports. Well, is anything going to get done? Well, they've upped their package. Well, like, what's the deal? Like, name the players. But obviously, uh, the Pelicans, I love their style, Gabe. They're just sitting back waiting. Not good enough. Not good enough. More. More salary cap relief. Maybe. We'll call you back. The Lakers. Like, they're not getting going to get Lakers, screwed. They, the Pelicans don't want to send them to the Lakers. But yeah. the Lakers can give the best deal. That's Correct. the problem. Right? Exactly. There's like what other team is willing to sacrifice their entire roster? The Lakers. That's it. Uh, basically, they're Anthony Davis, uh, Solomon Hill, Alonzo Ball, Kyle Kuzma, Brandon Ingram, Ray John Rondo, Lance Stevenson, Michael Beasley, and two <laughs> first round picks. Wow. It's like their entire team. 
Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Hey everybody, what's happening? I'm Cam Stewart with your Fantasy Sports Radio update here. The Anthony Davis sweepstakes sound like it's getting bigger, but is anything going to go down? We talked about it. The Lakers have apparently upped their offer for Davis, proposing to send multiple young players, draft picks to New Orleans for the superstar big man, according to ESPN's Adrian Wojnarowski. The new package also includes salary cap relief, and Wojnarowski says this is a closer than any other deal the Lakers have offered. The other ones were scoffed at by Dell Demps and the Pelicans brass. The Pelicans also very aware of the list of teams beyond the Lakers and Knicks and today's latest report indicates a handful of teams not on the list Boston but Gabe we have a couple new ones as I mentioned the Milwaukee Bucks on his list and the LA Clippers have entered the fold too on his list we're just going to see what they can offer up interesting stuff yeah, there I don't with see LA. What the Clippers yeah, what can the Clippers money, offer like, not much probably have... salary salary cap relief would have to be for them it would be just about about money because they don't have enough the Milwaukee Bucks the Bucks don't have enough like I don't think to blow them like the Laker deal is actually not bad you don't understand, though, is, Cam, if the, the Pelicans do this Laker deal, like, they don't have room for all these guys on their team. That's another thing. Yeah, what? Then, then we got to cut a G- bunch of guys? they got to send them to the G League or something. You're right. They're like, yeah. Because like, all those players. Of six guys. It's ridiculous, right? Too many. Too many guys. Maybe they'll do less guys. And uh, I, I think really what the Pelicans are looking for, Gabe, is ultra salary cap relief so they can just kind of start fresh and, you know, do, do things their way. But they're not backing down. i got to hand it to the brass right now. They're not going to let the Lakers fleece them. They're going to fleece the Lakers if they want them this much. They, they want a no, lot, and, and why, they're not backing down. And look, honestly, if I was the Pelicans, I mean, you're not going to get a better offer than you're getting Lonzo Ball, Kyle Kuzma, Brandon Ingram. You don't want Rondo. You don't want Lance Stevenson or Beasley. And you get the two picks as well. I just don't see how any team, I don't see how any team can, can match that. I don't like think what they team can't even have three starters? Nobody. And Milwaukee, they're too good with the chemistry they have now to do anything to ruin that. You said it, the Clippers don't have anything to offer. Yeah, it's Lakers or bust. They're just probably looking at the, the best package right now. We got a uh, six-pack on in the hardwood tonight, Gabe. Denver and Detroit, Nuggets, three and a half, two ten. Interesting in the Washington-Atlanta game. The Wiz up to minus seven, but huge movement on the total here. When I did my first update, it was 230, now up to 234. So 234 with Washington and Atlanta. John Wall out. Milwaukee's at Brooklyn tonight. Good game there in your backyard, Morency. That's a, a line of seven points for the Bucks on the road, laying seven total, 230 and a half. Indiana versus New Orleans. The Pacers up to three now, well, from two and a half, 218 the total, AD out. Houston and Phoenix, Rockets minus nine, over under 227 and a half. Clint Capella, he's still out for a while. And San Antonio and Sacramento, Spurs minus two on the road, total there, 229 and a half. Tennessee Volunteers, still the number one team in college hoops. The Vols are there for a third straight week. They received four 48 of 64 first place votes today. Duke in the two hole with 12 first place votes. My Virginia Cavaliers, Gabe, because I have futures on them in third. Gonzaga and Kentucky round out the top five. Action tonight, light night, but we got a few good games in the top 25. 12 seeded Virginia Tech hosting Louisville. Hokies minus five, 134 and a half. Number 20, Iowa State at Oklahoma. Cyclones minus two and a half total, 144. And number 16, Texas Tech. They're taking on West Virginia. The Red Raiders. Big favorites here, minus 12 
over under 137 on the ice. Anaheim, this could be Randy Carlisle's last night, the former Maple Leaf player, now coach of the Ducks. His team is a train wreck. The Leafs minus 270, total six. He could get canned after that game where they got smoked by the Jets. L.A. at the New York Rangers. Rangers minus 135, total five and a half. That's low. Vancouver and Philadelphia, Flyers minus 165, total six. Vancouver played pretty good in their last road game. And Dallas, we don't like laying 190 with these guys versus Arizona, total five and a half there. We talked about reports, Gabe. Florida Panthers interested in another goaltender in an eight-year contract extension. They're interested in Columbus goalie Sergei Borowski. We got English Premier Action Finals. Oh, my God. Did you have a tie between Liverpool and West Ham? If you did, you're rich. Huge, huge, huge favorites, <laughs> Gabe. Liverpool was a huge favorite in this game. But West Ham United, a great result tie, 1-1. And the Rams, we talked about Todd Gurley, yeah. Basically with the reports, Morency, he's insisting he's not injured. We'll see. It's one might be a little bit more mental. We talked about the All-Pro running back, a very quiet Super Bowl, 35 rushing yards. He was also 5 for 13 yards in the NFC Championship game. Obviously, is their problem. Big drops. He had an MRI on that knee after Week 15 against Philadelphia. They said it was okay, but we're not sure. Still rating on reports there. Super Bowl, the lowest rated game ever 44.9 share not good enough 47.4 was the Eagles Patriots game a couple years ago that one was a little bit better Super Bowl tickets yeah minor toast all my props they're toast but next year the line's already out Gabe if you want to jump on it Kansas City the betting favorite six to one New England eight to one the Rams Saints eight to one Miami Dolphins biggest dog on the board 300 to one your Buffalo Bills 100 to one Dolphins just hiring Brian Flores as their new head coach 13th coach in franchise history for the fish He's fresh off that Super Bowl win as defensive play caller and linebackers coach of the Patriots. So that's good news for the Dolphins and the Bengals have hired Zach Taylor as their new head coach. I'm Cam Stewart. We got more picks, fun, and a whole lot more in the DFS Hour coming up at 6. It's Red Heat and Rage with Gabriel Morenzi. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Game Time Decisions. All right, Game Time Decisions, level two. Red Heat Rage Radio, Fantasy Sports Radio Network. The Super Bowl is done. Time to... uh, Start uh, breaking down the NBA, college basketball, NHL hockey. Uh, pitchers and catchers will be reporting pretty soon, actually. Woo-hoo! Good stuff. I'm actually really looking forward to baseball again. I know it's a, sometimes a DFS grind, Morandi, but baseball is great. We got some uh, good guys on the show. Maybe we can make some money in the, the baseball DFS. It's very, very difficult, though. A lot of, lot of very, very smart sharks in those waters. Baseball, yeah, the, the biggest op- numbers game. The optimizer will help. Oh, because, big uh, time. Baseball. Yeah, baseball time. is baseball is a fun fantasy sport. You know, it's really cool. But the problem is, it's very time consuming. As uh, from excellent a point. Like, there's so there's so many players, right? So you know, fortunately, because you and I bet on baseball every day, we know, you know, we sort of know. All right, you know who every player is. But you know, I'd, I'd be lying if I told you. Like, if you asked me to do all the top twenty fantasy rankings or whatever. I'd be screwed. There's so many like the young kids and you know new new names in baseball and and prospects that come out of nowhere now. It used to sort of be you had to be around. Like look at uh, the kid in Atlanta last year, just 19, 20 years old, lights it up right away. 
baseball is really changing like that. But, yeah, DFS is fun uh, for, for baseball, betting on baseball fun. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it should be, what, pitchers, catchers? Let me see how many days it is now. It's got to be within uh, – it's usually at the end of uh, February, so it's got to be a couple weeks only away. It's very, very close. No, it should be like next next week. Next next week or two, yeah, week and a half maybe. Yeah, yeah. that's it's very. What, what day are we? February fourth. So February like twelve. Like mid. It's mid February. Yeah, seven yeah, days. Yeah. Wow, that's great. seven days. Yeah, I'm seeing seven days. Sours fifty one minutes. There's a countdown <laughs> clock. Over Here we go. Well, yeah. we'll have more DFS on uh, on that stuff too, buddy. Yeah, baseball, it's uh, it's intense. It's it's you said it though. There's a lot of prospects that come out of nowhere. Some prospects you think are going to be great aren't. That's the thing about baseball. There's so many rounds, so many different players. Anything I don't can, bet much. Uh, I don't bet a lot of preseason baseball though. No, I don't either. I will. I will a bit once in a while. You know, like I, I will a bit. Like, you know, I'll take a shot, and if I win, I'll keep going. But it's one of those deals. Like, if I if I bet a couple of games, call uh, baseball preseason, and I lose, I just sort of tap out. I'm like, oh, I'm loading up on the next one. You know what I mean? You sort of roll. There's, there's spots to roll the dice with. But, you, you know, you can learn about teams in the preseason, at least going into the year. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. You know, I'm looking at my online account, actually, Cam, and I think my Trump prop actually won. Hey, really? Yeah, I got paid, so I guess I don't know what, what the typo was. I have no idea. Firm I'm looking, but uh, yeah, I'm seeing uh, I got credited, so there must have been a typo with Trump on Twitter. <laughs> Amazing. Not, not bad. At least I got the online account still alive. It's yeah, mine, my, mine's too. It's, it's not it's thriving. On, it's on life support. Like I think it's got like 140 yeah. bucks in it. Like I won on the punt prop, a long field goal. Other than that, like I woke up today and go, please have like you know 300 in it. It was like 142, and I'm like, oh, here we go. Now I got I'm grind. Now they're gonna call me the parlay playing puke, Berenzi. Leafs parlayed with whatever. You know, I'm just trying nickel and diming. Let's go. Let's do it. We got to do these like 20, 30 dollar parlays. Make them work. I try, it's a game we're going to play. We're going to turn. The, the goal is let's turn 200 into a couple thousand. 200 into 2,000. Let's add a zero. That's going to be the name of the game. Add the I zero. Had, I'll be honest. Like um, normally Texas play tonight, but it's Texas Tech. Yeah, Texas Tech. There's, I, there's always Big 12 ball the day after the Super Bowl. I, I know. Like I, I always bet it, and uh, it's always Texas. I thought for sure Texas would be playing tonight, uh, but I've had some pretty good bounce backs yet. Like you said, you know, it could really help, Kevin. I mean, we put so much stock into the Super Bowl, and there's so much talk about it, but it's just another game. You know what I mean? It's just like a bet, right? I mean, you don't. we don't talk about tonight's 
San Antonio Spur game that much, yeah. but well, we should money back on that too, right? You know <laughs> exactly. What I mean? That's what I I remember. Actually, we talked about it. I remember the best line with Teddy was he's like, I don't care the Super Bowl. You bet two times whatever you're betting, but if you bet twenty times whatever you're betting, I'm sitting there going, well, yeah, it's well, kind of interesting. Big day, season's over, you know. But yeah, we go too hard on the Super Bowl because it's all the hype, the extra week, all the props. It's kind of like you know, it's like a candy store for us, man. We get excited, like you know, you go in there and there's everything i want in there ding 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 ding. you start going yeah. crazy but but now our stomach hurts because uh we overindulged you know that's unfortunate yeah, now we now we paid a price exactly but you know i've sort of learned actually and it's crazy to say it but i mean look i didn't have i lost with the rams but i had them in parlays and stuff i sort of backed off and got cold feet from going like totally crazy on the rams and you saw i played like a ton of props and, I, you know, I've learned my lesson basically after that Carolina game. Like, it's almost now, you know, like you said, you end up you know, on a side of a game. And the worst thing is, too, you end up committing, like, a ton of money to a team you're not even a fan of, really. You know what I mean? Yeah, like exactly. you're You're buying into this team, and then they let you down. And then, well, that's that, right? And, and then it just sort of moves up. But I know it's easy to say now, but it really is true. And I've learned that my Super Bowl pucks, my my Super Bowl picks kind of suck, so I I can't go monster on these. Like you can't say for sure this team is going to win, you know, because you just don't know. You know what I mean? You just don't know. Like at least I don't. Like I think college football is a little different with a national championship. Yep. I've done better with that than I have the Super Bowl over the years for some reason or another. Like I've dominated that. Like especially I recently, back, Clemson outright. Yeah, like those Clemson years. I look back we cashed. Like, Twelve years. Yeah. I even like going back. There was like been this run. Go back to like Michael Vick, dude. Even like 18 years ago. Like I look, like I can look. I remember who I had in every Super Bowl, and it's pretty ugly. Yeah, I mean, I'm probably like four and 12 or something, or like four. Not that bad, but yeah, I haven't won a ton of Super Bowls. But college, I'm like, yeah, I had that, that, that winner, 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 winner. So I don't choke in big games. I just find the Super Bowl is tough to handicap. And like you said, yeah, Teddy's right. You, you can't like go crazy on one side. The fact that teams don't play for two weeks, too, Cam, it screws, it changes things. Yeah, it it's did. sort of like a bowl game where, like, or like college football, you know, when the team's been off for like four weeks, and then the offense isn't the same. It's like the Rams weren't the same. Like, if it would have been better if they played last week, they, I they, agree. they oh, like yeah. we said, the prep was bad, dude. They didn't do a good job prepping, like, for in the two week, uh, the, the bye week leading into this. No, and, and the thing is, when when you get. You get the Patriots, they get the ball first, and you get a tip ball interception to go. The problem I have with the Rams' whole thing, and you said it, it's, it's more about McVay than Goff. It was the flow of the play calling. And for them to be successful, they are, they're the timed offense. And it was really weird to me. They were running this. They were running these plays, Gabe. Once in a while, they catch New England off guard for like a big 30-yard play. And then they set back, and they had a long huddle, bled the clock, ran Anderson for my, a yard. I'm like, what are you doing? You just ran a nice up-tempo play. Get up there and do something yep. again. Ding, 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 ding. It's like, that's what we talk about with these smart guys. You know, like McVay. Oh, yeah. They, sometimes the thing I like about Bill Belichick, sure, he's got a dour face on all the time, but you know what he does? He's smart and he doesn't have to talk about it. He just lets him react. All these so-called geniuses and the new breed, young brains or whatever, what have they done? In big games, they've all lost to him. 
You know, I'd rather have a sa- savvy old grizzled veteran who know, knows what the hell he's doing. It was a horrible game plan. You said it. You worried about the interviews during the week, and I caught up with these guys because their game plan stunk. But anyway, we got college yeah, basketball just... and stuff coming over. I, 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 we're we're going to move on from this, but uh, it was just disappointing. <laughs> Very disappointing, Marenzi. Very. Di- like, it was, uh, it was like, I, I'm still in shock. Like, a teaser didn't win because they scored three points. They scored three points. Three points in a Super Bowl. Like, I'm still in shock. Like, they didn't even lose 13 to 6. Like, it's just, I, I, I'm still wrapping my head around it, going, how did that teaser not win? But whatever, you know. It's, Imagine before, it's if they would have told us before, the Patriots are going to score 13 points in this yeah. game. Oh, I would have like, taken out a loan from the bank. Yeah, and then and then, and yeah. then next thing you know, I got another mortgage. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, they <laughs> held the pots. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, they didn't get killed in a game. Yeah, I mean, it's easy to be negative about them, but that's what happens. You lose, you're going to get, uh, you know, yep. you're under yep. the spotlight. Exactly. It is what it is. So, um, Anthony Davis, Ken's been talking about it in the updates. It's interesting. So, Anthony Davis, you can never know what's true or not. But, look, his father, we know it's true that he doesn't want to go to Boston because his father even came out and said it. True. Right? His father said because of the way they treated Isaiah Thomas. And it's interesting that that's coming back to bite them a little bit right now. You know, they screwed over Thomas and it cost them. With Davis, I'm sure Isaiah Thomas is happy about that. Um, that you know, that Davis is screwing Danny Ainge back for him. But I'm seeing here that he would agree. Obviously, the Lakers. He would agree to go to the New York Knicks. I just don't see what the Knicks have though to trade. Like the Lakers have all these good players. Like the Lakers players are actually pretty good. Kuzma's a good player. Ingram, I Ingram like hasn't. Has it been the sort of star they want him to be? But he could be. You know, maybe just he needs to get out of Los Angeles. You know, I'm not a Lonzo Ball guy, really, but at least you're getting a starting point guard out of the deal. Like, uh, you know, to me, the deal, but they're saying Anthony Davis would agree to sign long-term with the Lakers, the Knicks, the Bucks, and uh, the L.A. Clippers. Yep, those are the teams. And I just see another report here about LeVar Ball saying he doesn't want his son to go to New Orleans uh, in, in this Davis deal. Well, what are you going to do there, bud? Like, yeah, we all we, we all want to stay in L.A. We'll deal with That's part of being a professional athlete. Like, you're a grown man. Like, this is another thing. Like, I get your dad runs runs the show and stuff. Like, But you know what I mean, Marenzi? Like, your parents can give you advice about something. It's like, what? You get traded to New Orleans, you go play for the Pelicans. That's life. You're in the NBA. There's no, oh, I, I, we yeah, got to stay in L.A. Give me a break. God, that's the. It's not a joke. Like it just pisses yeah, me it's off. Yeah, the dark. Man. One thing, one thing I'll say. I saw that last week too about Lavar. Um, you know, talking or at least I was. Is Lavar coming out publicly safe? Because yeah, he said just, it was just, he just he just said this today. Yeah, publicly. Okay, because yeah, last week it was sources close to, right? It's like sources close to Ball don't want him going to New Orleans. I.e., we all knew it was Lavar. So now he's just doing it publicly. But it wasn't. It wasn't like he's. Um, He's not saying, oh, I don't want to go to New Orleans because New Orleans sucks or the team sucks or the city this. I guess it's because they already have a bunch of guards. That was the point. So, like, he's not – I'll give him credit. They're not trying to handpick cities here. It's just like, hey, if you're going to trade us, really – but like you said, 
You're in the league, dude. That's yeah, why that's, I'm being in the league, right? Exactly. There's other that's why in the you're too. You that's live your job. That. Your job. You you go to work. You work. You work at the studio. Studio 34. You go to work. That is your job. You have not. You know what I mean? Like that's the thing. You play in the NBA. You now work. Your employer is the Los Angeles Lakers. If they trade you, your new employer is New Orleans. You report to work. It's pretty simple. Like I don't, yeah, these, Davis. These guys want to pan pick everything. Like, be happy to be in the league. That's what I hate about all these teams. Hey, Gabe. Oh, we all wanted to have super team here and there and there. How about you just play where you get drafted? What a novel concept. You're in the league. I can't. Uh, I can't disagree that it is. It's out of control when guys it are is. doing this with a year and a half left on their deal. Exactly. Like that's 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 ridiculous. But hey, look, the Knicks traded Porzingis. He's still on yep. a rookie deal. <laughs> Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Game time decision. Ready, raise radio. I'm Marenzi throwing down with Cam Stewart. Picking up the pieces following Super Bowl 53. And what was, um, I don't know if it's the worst Super Bowl ever, I guess. Right up there. There's been some pretty bad ones, to be honest. Super Bowls, Cam, if you remember in the old days, Super Bowls used to actually always suck. Oh, yeah. Chargers, 49ers, train wreck. The Dallas ones against the Bills, Bills. horrible, getting smoked. Uh, Yeah, there there was a stretch where it was just blowout, blowout city. But uh, recently, they've been a lot closer. Doesn't mean the game was good, Out of the four Bills, the the four Bills Super Bowls, the Giant game was, was, was a close one, 2019. That was a good one. You know, it was kind of it was lower score than people thought it was going to be, but it was pretty intense, right? It was just so freaking close, and you know that was that was a classic game. Like that was a very good Super Bowl, uh, even though the Bills lost. Uh, but yeah, twenty nineteen. But yeah, the one against the Redskins, the Bills played in the following year. It was like thirty eight twenty four, and it really wasn't as close as the score indicated. My right? Buffalo scored late to make it look better. Um, there were the third one; they got smoked. By the Cowboys, like 55 18 or something stupid like that. And then the last one I remember, the last one was all right, actually. That was the one, too. The first and last ones that they were in were sort of the um, the disappointing ones, Cam. Like the first one against the Giants, that sucked. Norwood missed the kick. It is what it is. But they, you know, they're very resilient. They get back to the fourth four years in a row. And then they played Dallas again. The last time they were in the Super Bowl, they played Dallas again. And um, they were winning at the half. I think it was 13-6 for the Bills at the half. And it really looked like they were going to win, Cam. Like, I remember I was like, wow, like, they're not, they're not choking. They're, you know, they weren't as explosive, but they were solid. 
They were making the plays. They were solid. They were getting the Troy Aikman. Like, Dallas Dallas were a good team, too, then, right? And, you know, Dallas smoked them the year before. So, I think Dallas thought, oh, this is going to be easy. And they weren't. But then in the second half, it just fell apart. Fell apart. I think, yeah, Thurman Thomas, like, fumbled. I think he got picked up and returned for a touchdown. Next thing you know, it was 13. They didn't score a point. Again, Cam. I think they lost 34-13. Like, it went from 13-6 to 34-13. And I remember they were moving the ball when it was 13-6-2. And if they would have made it 26, they probably win the Super Bowl. But shoulda, coulda, woulda, didn't. It is, you know, it's what happens. But there's been some pretty bad Super Bowls over the years, dude. Yeah, that, yeah there, there have been. There, there's a lot of blowouts. Um, Carolina won. We talked about that's not very good. That sucked. But, yeah, actually, the see, I, I will say this: it was my favorite Super Bowl, but probably one of the worst of all time was the Seattle Denver Super Bowl. Seattle just murdered them, and like their game wasn't even close. Like it was an absolute gong show. Too. Yeah, great. My favorite day. That was a great day for me. I was the only guy here. It was great too. Like everybody had Manning jerseys in the bar. It was just oh like, yeah, me, yeah, me, like me and me and one guy in the Steve Largent jersey. Like I love you, buddy. We won a Super Bowl. It was so good. Like I was just like, wow. After that, after the Pittsburgh Super Bowl, I'm like, you gotta win one, man. And I feel for you as a Bills fan. Like, hey, good. That, that team is amazing too. You go, you go, you go. It's just that's what's even more impressive about the Patriots. Getting to the Super Bowl is a disaster. It's tough. And then and then going to four and losing, and these guys and these guys keep on going back and winning, 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 winning. Six damn Super Bowls? Come on. It's almost like they're in everybody else's yeah. head. Like, you know, like teams like get scared. They are. It's, it's, that's the thing. Like, it's, it's, it's crazy now. Like, they can be beaten. They can be beaten, but they're just relentless they're not afraid of you they don't panic in any situation like i just look at the way they've won these super bowls too seattle screwing up at the end thinking too much the game last night the game was for the take yeah. and the rams defense played their ass off like they could have lost like every super bowl you know but anyway you know what we talk it's it's a good point you talk you t- we talk about you know the players so much you know like jared goff and Gurley and blah blah, blah you know but it's a good point that you raise is that it's the coaching, right? Belichick out coaches everybody all the time. Like he really does. He puts the team in a position to succeed, right? He isolates things. He saw, right? Edelman, this is working. Go to it over and over and over again, yeah. right? Stop. And you know the Rams couldn't. Like as you say, the Rams would do something nice and then they'd go back to C.J. Anderson again, right? Like Belichick, they they keep it simple. I've talked about it, where. Like the Patriots, I've seen Tom Brady say he was talking about his offense, and he said they really don't even have that many plays. He said they do about twelve plays really, but they have variations of each play. So he said that we have about twelve core plays really, and then like three hundred sort of spinoffs of them. And it's it is true, and you see, like there's nothing fancy about it, like Edelman over the middle of the field. But if your other teams aren't going to stop it, like you know that's the best thing about them. I think uh, that's the best. What makes them so great is Belichick uh, and Brady too. But Bel- I think Br- Belichick's the star there, really. I agree. And and Bra- Brady delivers. He's able to stay under common pressure and do it. But some coaches, most coaches in football teams, they do what they're going to do. You know what I mean? Well, you right know, this is worth throwing to. We're going to, you know, Mahomes going to do this. You know, or we're we're going to we're we're going to give the week. You know, if you're the Cowboys, every every game's the same game plan essentially. We're gonna give the ball to Zeke Elliott a million times. We're gonna we're gonna milk the clock. 
The Patriots have a different game plan every week. Exactly. Well said. That's what if makes I were, it so difficult. James White, like every nine yards? Week, they change. I know. They change like in a game even, you know? Like, exactly. Like, look, in the playoff, the first playoff game, James White was targeted 17 times. He was targeted. He's barely looked at the rest of the playoffs. Because they were like, you know what? Against this team, he could kill them. You know, against that team, yeah, he doesn't match up so well. Like, they really are genius in how they're not locked into things. Like, they don't care. Like, even if they have Tom Brady, if it's working where they'll run the ball, they'll run the ball. Right? If they need Brady to throw 50 times, they'll throw 50 times. Like, they they really do. They're a different football team every week. So, it's hard to, it's hard to game plan against them. Or in, like, when they switch in-game, like, with the adjustments and stuff. He's just better. Like... Like I said, we can talk about Brady all we want, and I'm yep. not taking anything away from Tom Brady, but let's be real. I mean, Belichick Coaching. really is he's a great coach. You, you brought up a really good point, and you're a musician, and you know that, right? Like, I'm not a musician because I, I just wish, like, my fingers are too fat to play the guitar. you got to have long, long and thin. The guy, guy used to tell that's what somebody said. Yeah, you're, you, could, you could do bass. But the guy told me, I know guys who know three and four chords, Every but every little nuance with that chord, which makes him very very good and very a, a different guitarist. You could do you have the basics and you stick with them and you just have di- di- variations from the yeah, from the well. chord exactly. that you do. Like like for example, like there's certain guitarists out there. They're not the best in the world. They're not Steve Vai, but they know ex- enough to know this is what I do well and I can know uh, under this chord I have variations well, of example. it. A guy can you know what I'm saying? ACDC. Yes. Angus Young, good call. Good call. He's nowhere near as good as Steve Vai, but who writes cooler songs? Exactly. Exactly. Right. That's the uh, Patriots. Uh, 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 like he they, knows they, free he chords. knows hooks. Uh, he knows hooks. Hooks uh, are important. Uh, like yeah, hooks are important. And he's written the same song eighty-two million times with a different variation of it, and it works. Yeah, it's effective every time, right? And it's a great example, actually. And you know, like, yeah, Steve Vai's like Sean McVay. Yeah, yeah, it might work shredding. For shredding one night yeah, and well. stuff. But what 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 happens when uh, you, know, you don't have electricity or like your guitar? is like, can you yeah. do it on the acoustic? No, right? You're in trouble, right? So, you know, like, yeah, the gimmicks, the gimmick offenses don't work. You know, as as it goes on, and Belichick's been great in sort of beating those gimmick teams along the way. But honestly. Like, Sean McVay, dude, like, I don't know if we can repeat ourselves, but the play calling was really bad and awful. And he was very, very timid against the Saints as well. They were lucky to win that game, bro. Very true. I mean, like, how did they win the game? Like, they won because of a bad call they didn't get called. And the like, guy didn't go for it on the fourth and inch yeah. line. They don't do that all year. No, I don't inches. get it. Like, I, I know. I was wondering, too. I go, this isn't right. Fourth and inches. <laughs> and, and they're lucky they didn't lose the game. Everyone would have been talking about that, that decision, but he sort of... He got nervous, dude. You know, Kyle Turley told me that. Um, I asked him. I said, why do And it was actually around when uh, it was when um, when Russell Wilson threw the interception against the Patriots, like uh, in the Super Bowl. And I talked, I was talking with Kyle Turley, and I said, why, like, why is it that when, you know, NFL teams are on the one-yard line, you just don't run it? Or why is it that they do in the shotgun? Or they do the fade pattern into the corner of the end zone. And I said, Turley told me, he said, the coaches choke. He said, the coaches choke. He said, he was, he was interesting. He goes, the coach, 
He goes, the coach really doesn't make any of these decisions until then, right? So it's like basically when they're on the 30-yard line, the offensive coordinator is making the call, and the coach doesn't – he's not saying anything. He can hear it in the headset type thing, but he's not like, oh, I want you to do this, right? He lets the – you know, they go down the field, and he knows what they're doing. But I'm saying, Cam, so when they get to, like, the two-yard line, though, and they're inside the five, and there's a minute left in the game – it goes through the head coach suddenly. Like, they'll they'll say, all right, Cam, you're in charge, buddy. So, you know what I say, Marissa? So, Pete, Pete we're Carroll pounding. told we're, Rock. We're pounding. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, <laughs> so, Pete Carroll, like, Bevel says, all right, we're going to throw yeah. it here. Pete Carroll could have said, absolutely no, not. No, like, no. you're not throwing it. He's the head coach. He could have overridden him and said, no, 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 right? But Carroll went along with it, right? And, and Turley told me that coaches – they panic at times. They choke. They're making a decision quick. And another thing, he brought up a good point. And, look, he played in the league for 12 years, so I think he's uh-huh. you know, educated with these things. He said that, um, he said that the, the coordinators are just trying to justify their salary, essentially. Yeah. Look at me. Like, I do right? this. Like, I do that. It feels like Sean McVay yeah, is that like, type of guy. It, like, look at all the fun things I do. But when push comes to shove in big games, nuts and bolts get it done, Marenzi. That's Bill Belichick. No imagination yesterday. No, it was awful. That's what I'm saying. You're going in there in the end of the huddle. You have running a quick offense, and then you go back and bleed clock. It was he even said, yeah. I got my team in no rhythm. I did a horrible job. He admitted it. And you know, you didn't make an adjustment. That's the thing. There was no flow. You can even see Goff trying to pick up the tempo, and McVay was slowing it down. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Game time decisions. Red Heat and Rage Radio continues. Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Uh, I got to say, Cam, I think you're taking it pretty well. Yeah, well, we're, uh, we've been in this I know game. You're emotional. We've been in this game for a while, you know what I mean, Marantz? I'm not going to say I'm happy, but the show must go on, right? It doesn't matter what your situation is. You had the Carolina Super Bowl. Crazy things happen there. You know what? You step up. You're a man. You step up. You make your bets. You live by them. You die by them. I'm still upset about the teaser. The fact they lost by 10 was just insane, the the, the way they played. But other that's than that, just you know, terrible. That's the, that was the kick in the balls. The game, I don't mind that one too much, but I had a big, big, big action on the teaser to the under. I really liked it a lot. But, uh, yeah, and it was plus 9.5, and, and they lost by 10. Welcome to gambling. We've been there We've been there before, man. Going to be in the game for a lot of years. You're going to have uh, you're gonna have days and weeks like that. It happens. Sometimes you just got to get back on the horse, be a little bit smarter this week, and uh, now uh, we're in tr- truly grind mode, Gabe. Lots of two-game parlays. Lots of try to just plus evenings, you know. Start the grind. Like, build it again, right? One brick at a time. My house has been collapsed. Now I'm br- building it again. Brick, 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 you know. Hopefully uh, for me, I, I, I get lots of bricks. For me, it was the Chief game against the Patriots. Yeah, that one hurt too. 
Like, I had more on the Chiefs than I did the Rams even yeah. yesterday. Like, I, like what you said yesterday you before the game, you were like, I think the Rams are going to beat them by, like, 13, right? Like you really thought the Rams were going to show up and, and beat them. I thought their defense would play I thought exactly the same like thing. that. <laughs> exactly. I thought the same thing about the Chief game. Like, I, I yeah. was telling people, I was like, no, no, they're going to rout them. I was like, the Chiefs are going to kick the crap out of them. Like, they're going to win, like, 41-24 or something like that. And obviously I was wrong. And, I was wrong. You know, that's why coming into this game, I was sort of trying I was, I was earlier in the week, I liked the Rams, but I'm not going to lie. Like, as the game got closer, I didn't like what I was seeing from them. You know, I didn't like the preparation. I just sort of, I started to think, you know what? If the Chiefs couldn't beat them in KC, how are the Rams going to beat them on a neutral field? You know? That's what I started to sort of think, but... I was sort of locked in on the Rams, and like I said, every Super Bowl the Patriots are in is so close all the time, right? So, you know, I thought the Rams, I thought the Rams would play better than they would. Look, they were in the game as bad as they, bad as it was. They still were in the stupid football game. So, hey, it is what it is. We can we wow. can we can break this down over and over in a million different ways, but I know, it I know is this what it is, Kim. Another sad day. Like this guy, I used to watch soaps. Uh, you know, Neil from The Young and the Restless, guy died of alcohol poisoning today, age 52. The guy in The Young and the Restless, the black guy, he's actually Christoph St. John. I used to watch that show with my mom. Really, yeah? Yeah, so 52 years old, the guy died of alcohol poisoning today. Horrible. Alcohol poisoning? 52. 52 only. Like, that guy's a regular on the show. Like, that's horrible, man. Wow. I'm, in, I'm just in shock right now. I met, I met him actually once before. Like, it was like a celebrity thing. My my friend, uh, her sister had, uh, her dad's kind of a high roller. He, uh, oh, this guy, owned, yeah, he owns yeah, trailers. Yeah. yeah, you know what I'm talking about, Neil, that guy? Yeah, he's with the guy from, uh, he played the brother. You know Shamar Moore, the good-looking guy who's always on, like, Criminal Minds and stuff? Yeah, it was his brother on uh, on the show. Yeah, craziness. Horrible, man. I just can't believe the guy's 52 years old. Like, what? It's so sad, man. And, yeah. uh... I see he was treated, uh, he was suffering for depression as well. Yeah, yeah, it was. Like, yeah, it's like, you talk so he about he drank himself to death? Kind of, yeah. It's funny, yeah, it's crazy. Something, it's, yeah. Notice that the worst thing is his character on the show was a recovering alcoholic, too. Really? Yeah, no lie. That's, uh... That's sad, man. So yeah, I say, uh, man, like, you know uh, what maybe, I mean? Like, we talk about there's peace. a lot of problems out there. Like, some people have real problems, buddy, so... Money comes, money goes, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, that's the it's, thing. It's one that. of those things, like, I'm upset that it's going to be, you know, like, you lost money, but in the whole scheme of things, Gabe, if we got our health and you got a couple friends around you or girlfriend or whatever, just cherish those moments because who knows what the hell's going to happen, right, buddy? It's, uh, life's yeah, short. It's not, making me, it's not making me feel any better. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm just, be saying, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just saying, you know, just, uh, anyway. Joe, you're you know, exactly I don't want to be right? a downer. I don't want to be a downer. Uh, I got nothing to cherish, like, yeah, but you're exactly right. Yeah. It is true, and we'll get to Big Card Julio in a second, but it is true that, and I've been there too, like over the years, where, you know, with the gambling and you lose money, it's like, oh, my life sucks, I got problems, I owe money because of this. Your life doesn't suck, you no. just bet and lost. It like most normal people don't, it's like going to a casino every day and then being surprised yeah. that you're broke after, right? Exactly. Oh, I, I played roulette every day and oh, I can't believe I owe the money now. Right, like nobody's forcing us to bet and lose all these money on games. Right, it's a choice. It is you make. So, you know, like you said, it's it's good to realize and put things in perspective. Because I hate that when I hear people. I don't mind people bitching about a bet. 
Yeah. But when it gets into that, like, really moping. Well, yeah, why? Oh, why life's, me, life's not why fair me. or whatever. Yeah, no, 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 no. no, life's not fair for a kid in a hospital right now. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, it's not, you know, whether you hit a field goal prop or not, that's not fair in life. My teaser didn't win. That's it's like, bad that's, luck. That's, that's, that's got nothing to do with yeah. my health. That's got nothing to do that's with That's like me. entertainment. Sick. Yeah, exactly. yeah that's, that's not like life, life and death stuff. That's entertainment. Yeah. People want to make it life and death stuff, but that's their own problem. Right, like like you said, you gotta understand, you know, appreciate things in life, and I don't, I really don't. Like I, I don't enjoy. I, I did, but I'm not. I don't really enjoy to ride too much anymore. Like I'm too, I do a million shows. Everything's just sort of. I've gone through the motions for the last few years, not in a bad way. Like the shows have been great, but yeah, you gotta but stop it, and enjoy life a bit. You gotta think you know about I mean? yourself. I Once I in a while, done that yeah. enough. You know what they say? It's a saying like "stop and smell the roses" type of thing. You gotta take the time to stop and do it. Because you know what? Life's going to have a lot of bad stuff. So when you have something good happen, buddy, you got to appreciate it. I got your back, man. I know it's just, I, it's, it's, kinda, it's one of these things. Like, I've just been realizing it with, you know, you're, you're a friend of mine. You've had things go through. My girlfriend's fa- had a horrible run lately. And I'm starting to realize, you know, just another day above ground. And we do the best we, do the best we can. I can't worry about these stupid bets. You know what I mean? It, it has nothing in the yeah. scheme of my life. Nothing. Yeah. All right. Let, let's bring in uh, Big, Big Card Julio. Julio. Hope you cheer us up here. Julio. What's up, Julio? Uh, wise words from you both. Uh, love you guys. You guys, wise words. Hope you guys are doing well. well we're we getting by, Julio. That, uh, appreciate getting that, by. Julio. Hey, so how was Vegas for you, Julio? Uh, Vegas, uh, it was beautiful. Love Las Vegas. First Super Bowl in Las Vegas. Pandemonium from the national anthem to the end of the game. Uh, I think I'm going to make it a yearly tradition with uh, my best friends and I. It, it was a good time. Uh, the the best uh, under I, I've ever seen in my life. Feel bad for for everyone across the country that uh, did play the over, but Vegas was fun. It was at the South Point. For people who've never gone to Vegas and you don't like the strip per se, you don't like the bells and whistles and everything being overpriced, and you do want to invest in sports, I'd say go to the South Point. It, it was uh, it was great there. It was it was uh, it was insane. South Point's awesome. Yeah. South Point's awesome. Yeah, they South treat locals South well. A fun place. I, I like the South Point too. Very underrated. Yeah. It's a little it's, yeah. I, for me. It's a little isolated, it's, but it's you're isolated. Right. It's a fun but place. it's nice. But it's nice. It is yeah, isolated. Like it's a good spot. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's fascinating. So uh, a big card, Julio, probably no moss as I'm trying to break away from the credit system. And I've got I've got an inputter now out in the desert southwest. So I'm going to now this is fascinating. And I saw the future here in the United States with sports wagering. So I uh, opened an account at Bill Hill. Now, it's not a casino, Bill Hill, Bill Hill at a T.A. Sportsbook, TA Travel Authority. They're at rest stops all across the country. They're gas stations, right? Vegas, they've got the casinos set up. Some places across the country, they've got the uh, video poker. Really? Cool. Now they've got sports there, too. And and they've got a sportsbook, absolutely. So I'm talking to the Bill Hill teller, and he's telling me, oh, yeah, we're going to get this up in Jersey. We're going to get this, and once it's passed in Iowa, it's going to be all over the country. It's quite fascinating. There's Bill Hill deposit locations at a, at 7-Elevens, up and down Nevada, all over Vegas. Uh, quite fascinating to see, without a doubt. But, uh, yeah, it was an interesting Super Bowl uh, game-wise. I know who the hell would have expected, what, 16 points total in the Super yeah. Bowl? Quite 
quite ironic considering uh, we had over 100 points scored on Monday Night Football and the league and everyone was salivating over uh, that particular game. We closed out the final game of the year with 16 total points. Uh, again, another pie in the face for Goodell the way the season, the season came to an end. A lot of good props came through. I'm sure the books weren't too pleased with uh, Rams scoring uh, uh, three points. I know some people had that. I'm sure uh, those people are feeling happy today. But, uh, yeah, I, I enjoyed Vegas for the Super Bowl. and It was nice to get away from the uh, polar vortex of Chicago. I'm kicking myself for not taking uh, Adelman for MVP. Yeah, I know, I know. We talked. You That night we were there. We were like, "Wow, that's a lot of." Like, I liked, I liked the Rams, so I didn't even look. But I said, "Me and Gabe were talking." Julio, he even said, "He's like, look at Edelman's price." I'm like, "What? Like, he should have been like, hey, what was he, Gabe? 50, 60? Like, it was nuts. 30, 30, 30. 30? That's still crazy. He should have been like ten. Yeah. Like, he's their best receiver. Like, that's major value there. Wow. Yeah, I was, I was really I high on. I was high on the under the whole two weeks leading up to the Super Bowl. I wasn't leaning on a particular side, but throughout the day yesterday, I kept hearing from people up and down the strip talking about how confident the Patriots as a group are. And, uh, geez, Louise, if Tom Brady didn't mess things up uh, throughout the game, uh, it, it could have it been a, dominant, a much more dominant performance by the Patriots. Uh, without a doubt, but I, I am glad. I am glad I got a new account. I'm trying to, as you guys say, uh, work our way brick by brick uh, before uh, March Madness time. Yeah. So, who are you playing tonight, uh, Julio? I got Northwestern tonight against Penn State in Evanston, and, and I took the under at one thirty-two and a half, and that's it. That's my list. Wow. Ooh. Small oh, card, Julio. S C C J. I'm telling you, I'm Vegas. Uh, I, uh, taught you discipline. Wow, this guy really. Yeah, I got to go to your university. Quick, quick study. <laughs> no, absolutely. <laughs> and uh, you know, I, again, it was uh, a fun experience. And like you're saying, we don't have to bet on these games. I don't have to bet on a shitty uh, Big Ten basketball game tonight, right? We choose to do so. Let's remind ourselves that as we have bad beats. I've had bad beats this year. You know, I just uh, messaged my, my driver. I haven't heard from him. I'm sure they're not uh, not doing too well after some of these props. Again, we don't have to do it. We choose to do it. So uh, let's play wisely, everybody. And uh, oh, yeah, exactly. Yep. Bet bet what you can afford to lose. I know it sounds generic and stuff, right? But very true lesson. Cliche, but it is sort of like like what you bet, sort of look at it like, all right, it's entertainment. You know, and it's not like, oh my life. The thing is, like you said, people the problem is, and always a pleasure, Julio. May the winners be yours, bro. Take care, guys. The thing is, Cam, yep. and like I, like I was saying, Cam, you can't people can't like um judge their own self-worth through gambling you know what no, i mean that's, that's no of like course. I've, I've seen it i've seen it firsthand right like you bet all the time you're losing money then it's like oh i'm an idiot i suck my life sucks i'm a loser and like it's like no you just you shouldn't be betting so much right? exactly not, that's your very, life yeah, is fine right. you maybe you know what i mean but maybe you just shouldn't be betting so much you know i've done it i've looked back actually and sort of you know i think man some things would have been different like you know, you and I both, dude, and that, that's why we we know about you know as much about sports as we do. So it helps us with our jobs. But I'm thinking, you know, I probably would have been a happier person. Like I probably, you know, my relationships would have been better. Yeah, no, I'm with you. You know, my moods and swings have always been over sports for all these stupid years. You know what I mean? 
Like, I you totally know, know what you mean. Like you said, you, yeah. you know the drill. Buddy, you know, I, like I, my poor ex-girlfriend at the time. Yeah. Sunday nights, instead of being like, hey, honey, let's go out for a walk and stuff. I'm like, yeah, whatever. I'll go get us a yeah. pizza because I'm pissed off because I just lost three thousand dollars, right? Yeah. Like, I I, you know, she doesn't know, you know, and it leads yeah. just to yeah. this sort of. Then she just thinks I'm a jerk, and she doesn't realize oh, I'm yeah. a degenerate gambler, right? Like, yeah, it can mess your life up that stuff, bro. Yeah, going down like you can't let it control you. That's no, my you point. can't. That's a great point. Yeah, no, the old sneaking off at the dinner thing. Oh, enjoy your enjoy your dinner, honey, in the bathroom, getting your bets in and stuff. Done it all the time. It's stupid. Yeah, like I told myself. I told myself, like I knew a couple of years ago, we'll hit this on the other side too, but you're going to gamble recreationally, guys. Have fun with it. Yeah. We're not saying not bet. We're just saying have fun doing it. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fancy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fancy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fancy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Game time decisions. Uh, we got a DFS guy joining us. I don't know. Do you know who it is, Yang? Yang, you got a who, who's our who's our guy? I guess mystery I guess guy. We'll find out. You know what? They're all smart though, Gabe. It's basically kind of like getting dealt a, a full house or four of a kind. It's going to be somebody good. Very simple. Yeah, I think it'll either, it'll either be Dick Meyer, I imagine, or Ricky Sanders. Michael Yoni sometimes on Thursdays, but normally it's Dick Meyer. So my guess is going to be Dink uh, today. Talk uh, talk some NBA. Uh, DFS and good thing Cam, but like a guy like Dick Meyer, like we said, he enjoys his life. You know what I mean? Play plays DFS, and um, what's good too, he won't have any emotional hangover from the Super Bowl. He'll be all business with yeah. the DFS. You know what I mean? Like exact point. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, um, all things considered, I think this show's been actually went pretty well. I'm not going to lie. Look, me and Cam have been doing this a long time, right? It's not our first dance. Um, so we've been doing this a long time, but if you think about it, look, guys, I don't think like people sort of take it for granted. I think like what, our that machinery we, in a sense that we, that, that we did a show talking straight with no breaks for eight hours well, yesterday. yesterday yeah. You did a morning we show. I jumped on a plane. Yeah. It's, yeah. yeah it's not, like not, seven hour show yesterday, commercial free, basically five hours after that, I was on nine in the morning. Boom. Here we are. You. You got on a plane, airports, like normal people would be like, oh, I traveled today and I got to go to bed now and whatever. Like, boom, you're on the air, man. A couple hours later, it's not easy, especially at our age, too, to be honest. Like, Yeah, it's starting to really people, 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 you know, affect me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. It's, uh, it's not the way it used to be. Kind of when you get no, younger. Really, it's, uh, it's easier. Like, I used to work at a golf club. And that's why. Kevin. Getting wasted, lifting up bags and laughing. Not anymore. <laughs> not anymore. I was thinking, even you and I talked about it. It's like, oh, yeah, March, May, and Madness, Vegas. I don't have the energy, bro. No. I don't. It's too soon. Like, I don't even, you know what I mean? No. You know, well, airports, hotels, and blah, blah, and drama, and people. It's like, uh, I just don't have the energy for it right now. Well, you know, may, I might go to Atlantic City. It's close, but I'll get the bets in here. 
But like you said, I got to uh, I got to start picking my spots here. And you know, funny, we're talking about gambling a lot. How how to you know do it for fun, recreationally at the same point in time. You know, I want to I want to win, and that's sort of what what I'm thinking here, Cam. You know, just find less games, less games, maybe a little bigger units, less games, and just sort of strike. Don't bet eight games a night every night. Like you know what I mean? Just wait wait for spots. Yep, and I think we can make some money gambling, right? Exactly. Well, you do really well. The problem is there's always a day where the wheels fall off, but let's try to keep it consistent. There's always that big give back. That's what we yeah, do. That's, and I don't like it.